welcome to the Children's Book Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, a writer, and a fan of kids. As children's book authors, we are often looking back into our memories from childhood and drawing upon those memories for wisdom, insight, and inspiration. What memory of yours could you describe so clearly it's as if you are back in those Velcro shoes, standing no taller than a kitchen counter, walking about your spaces and taking in the bits and pieces that would inform how you see the world today. Today, I'm excited to welcome Ching Zhuang to the podcast. Ching is the author and illustrator of Rainbow Shopping, which pulls from her experiences growing up as a child in New York City after immigrating to the country from China. Before we get started, let me share a few words about the 12 by 12 Picture Book Writing Challenge. Picture book authors need to be prolific to get published. That's why members of 12 by 12 aim to write one picture book draft a month. With a private forum, monthly webinars, a thriving Facebook group, and more, members enjoy the support of a welcoming community of authors and illustrators while working toward their publishing goals. Registration is only open until the end of February. I can't wait to read your stories. I can't wait to welcome them into our library and our story times. Visit 12by12challenge.com slash winner for more information. Xing Zhuang is the author and illustrator of Rainbow Shopping, a heartfelt tribute to Chinatown and spending days off together in which sharing a delicious meal helps a child feel loved. Rainbow Shopping is published by Holiday House. Let's step into my conversation with Ching Zhuang. Ready? Here we go. Hi, my name is Ching Zhuang, and I am the author and illustrator of Rainbow Shopping. I am also an elementary and middle school art teacher in New York City. I want to talk to you about grocery store shopping. I have such a strong prediction that we're going to talk a lot about your family, but I, it just is because your book feels personal to me. So we'll we'll see whatever. I don't know your answer, so we'll see. But uh, Jing, I want to ask you first, who goes to the grocery store most often in your family today? And, and who went when you were a child? And are those experiences the same, different? Um, I, I would just love to know what grocery shop, just general, what do grocery shopping habits look like for you and your family? Matthew, your prediction is right. <laughs> this book is based on my childhood growing up in New York as a young immigrant from China. My parents were very busy, so any time we spent together, I was accompanying them on errands. And often it was grocery shopping with my mom. And, you know, just spending time with her was was pretty special. I can imagine, especially because in, in the book, as you're depicting it, it's it's a pretty big event. It's not like, well, I mean, even when I take my kids grocery shopping, it's, we have to drive there. There's like a couple of places we have to stop. We sort of have a, a, a ritual of where we go through the aisles and what we get and all those things. It's, it's a whole thing. It's, it, and it is, I think, a special time together. So I'm with you on that. My kids love Julia, my seven or eight year old loves when she gets to, when she goes to the grocery store with me, because it means she gets to pick out her her gummies very much like in your book it's huh? uh, i get to pick out one or two bags of gummies daddy and i'm like all right slow down pump the brakes <laughs> hey ching what are some of your favorite things to get from the grocery store oh i love anything matcha flavored i'm obsessed with matcha kit kats at the moment and 
and just, you know, all types of vegetables. I've grown to really like bitter melon, which I, um, which I have villainized in this book, but I, I've grown to really like bitter melon as well. Our organic market will, will rotate what they have in season, obviously because of based on the season, but, but we've seen uh, bitter melon in our store before we've seen dragon fruit is coming back in and there's different things that come in and out where it's, I wouldn't have normally seen that at the grocery store that I used to go to. And now since raising these kids in, in this grocery store, it's been really nice to, to have those things. And, and my kids, uh, my daughter in particular gets really excited when they have, this is a very short window of time, but when they have pinata apples in season, you have pinata apples, no. it's a bigger, really sweet, really like, it's just it's a really nice apple. It sort of to me feels like if you were to blend, I don't know, like a honey crisp with an opal. Oh, it's wonderful. My kids are so into apples though. Great and, name. and watching when you know the different seasons go through. Oh, it's great. It's amazing all the things that grow out of this earth. Right? I and agree. Yeah, even though the grocery store can feel kind of like sterile and it's uh, it's almost like you know, going to the doctor's office or something sometimes, but it's like, the, we really think about it. All these things came out of the earth. It's really cool. Well, and I would even push back on how that grocery store feels because I think that probably depends on where you go. That's right. That's we, right. Our kids um, were born with all sorts of food allergies and I have food allergies as well. So we made the choice that that's where we were going to invest our, 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 our money was in let's make sure that they are eating good, clean, healthy foods because and safe foods that are clearly wrapped and packaged in a safe way um, so that we know that things aren't getting cross-contaminated and whatever. And um, because of that, we've been going to the same grocery store since uh, Jonah was born, so like 12 years. And there are people that know us. I think about Miss Trina who knows us and checks in and, oh, Jonah's with you today. Jonah, what's going on? You're so so much taller. It's that sort of, um, it's an extension that that place in your community is an extension of your family. And mm -hmm. I don't know what your experience was like going shopping with your mom, but I know that I can tell from reading Rainbow Shopping that that doing that errand and probably other errands felt inseparable from your relationship with your mom. That was something you did together. That's right. And, and you know, grocery stores are so personal, too. And it ties in with your family and what they've been eating, possibly for generations. Or maybe it's the choice that you've made now, like you said, uh, you know, to, to suit your children's dietary needs. It's it's. It actually is very personal, right? And so when I look back on all those trips, I when I think about my mom, I think about those trips. And we've done them like hundreds and hundreds of times. Hundreds, you're right. You've gotten your reps in on grocery shopping. Your mom prepared you to be an independent grocery shopper. <laughs> hey, Ching, what kind of reader or readers did you have in mind when you wrote Rainbow Shopping? It might have just been because in this way, the story is sort of semi-autobiographical that you were just tapping back into your own childhood or maybe maybe you had other kids in mind. I just wonder um, when there were, when there was an audience that was coming to mind, who were they? I honestly, I don't think I had any particular reader in mind. And like, like I said, I, it just rolled from such a personal place and it was my way of 
seeing like who else connects with with anything in this book you know like I, I didn't know what I wanted to show I wanted to show a working class family an immigrant family I wanted to show a child waking up feeling kind of sad and lonely and disconnected from her family and her new home um, and I wanted to show just like a Chinese American kid going about her day um, just a just a normal normal day you know no holiday or anything like that and you know I suppose if there is one type of audience it would be a child who has ever felt the blues just woken up and feeling like not quite right and and you know and sometimes a, a, a day that starts off that way can sometimes end in a and in a in a pleasant way um so so that's kind of like a, kind of the message that uh I, I wanted to put in the book oh that carries so naturally into the next question i have and oh my word, you're making me think of Maya Angelou and I did not expect this. Do you know that wonderful Maya Angelou quote where she talks about being a rainbow in somebody's cloudy day? Have you ever heard that I quote? Have. I I'm, have. I might be slightly changing the way she said it, but I, as you're talking about just having this sort of cloudy, moody day, I wanted to ask you about all of these hidden rainbows because Intentional or not, I started seeing them everywhere. Uh, behind the person in the subway, the um, the papayas, you could see the rainbow. And then there were just all of these, there were these moments to me that just felt like there were rainbows in this cloudy, cloudy day. Until we get to the very end where the little girl has drawn the actual literal rainbow rain. So I, I just wanted to ask you what your feelings or thoughts are when you think about rainbows because also if i can call it out it's not like this book is about we're going shopping for the rainbow and here's the red things and here's the yellow things yeah. you you don't do that you make just a beautiful this is just our day together we're letting you come in with come shopping with us and then we leave um so i i would love to know i don't know i just love to know your thoughts and feelings on rainbows I love that question. And actually, the first version of Rainbow Shopping was about, you know, the colors you see the grocery store. So like red strawberries, yellow bananas, that kind of thing. Um, that's why it was called Rainbow Shopping. But as I wrote more drafts, I realized the story I really wanted to tell is more personal than that. The rainbow began to stand for a feeling of well-being, safety and connection the girl feels at the end of the book. The feeling that everything is going to be okay. Um, I wrote Rainbow Shopping at the beginning of the pandemic when I was worried about my family all the time, like a lot of people. You know, I, I wanted so badly for things to feel safe again, to go out and feel, and I keep using this word, but connected to everyone. So writing this book was my way of saying something positive and optimistic to the world in my own little way. And, you know, now that we're sort of at the end of fighting COVID-19, it does feel like the rain has subsided a bit and the rainbow is starting to appear. Oh, I love that sentiment. You uh, were just the, w some days the questions scaffold even smoother than others. And I feel like you're just setting me up one for the next. Mm. Your dedication, Ching, for mom who kept me safe, rain or shine. to baby bamboo that I only now realize is that you have a five month old baby. <laughs> <laughs> only now am I realizing that. <laughs> I will do the same for you. Could you talk briefly about that dedication, about uh, what, I guess, what it meant for you to to include that, to put that there? 
Yeah. I mean, I, I dedicated the book to my mom and my daughter. I just had my baby, baby girl. And when I look at her, I feel such a strong sense of responsibility to take care of her. I think about how safe and warm my mom always made me feel, made, made me feel. Um, even just the way she held her umbrella over me in the rain, you know, just making sure I'm, I'm safe and, and dry. Uh, I just felt so loved, even though it was such a simple gesture. I just really want to make sure my daughter feel that same, same sense of warmth and safety. Oh my goodness. So this combination, you've got pandemic, you have your pregnancy <laughs> bringing you into motherhood, parenthood. You have making this book and reflecting on your mom. You've got so much culminating to make this book just what it what it came out to be. I mean, imagine just imagine making this book at any other time in your life. It wouldn't have been what it is. It's so wonderful. I love that. Mm. Huh. Thank well, you, um, yeah, well <laughs> you're just <laughs> catching me off guard. All of these details that I didn't know that are just, it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful. Um, I love that you are able to, It it at least on, uh, on our conversation right now, you're able to reflect, reflect so quickly on the uh, presence, your mom, mm -hmm. any of your family members, but today we're talking about your mom had on on your emotional well-being and really on your on your ability to to communicate emotion and understand emotion, that literacy of emotion. I think that's a really important thing. And I can do that with my own family, but I I recognize that it takes me effort to do that. So it just is something I'm noticing you talk about here that, that feels really special. Holding that umbrella over you was a way of caring and taking you with her and shopping with you and doing <laughs> these hundreds of visits. It's really nice. As a new mom, I sometimes worry, you know, am I going to be able to take her on all these vacations and sign her up for all these classes? But at the end of the day, uh, the most important things are those are those simple things, just feeling like someone sees you and cares about you. And I try to remember that as I raise my little baby girl. Well, it sounds like you're already not just on the right track, but you're you're way far ahead of all of us. It's terrific. <laughs> um, I would love before we go, if you could please share a page or passage from Rainbow Shopping. Really, anything that you care to share to give the the readers or listeners a sense of the story. Um, but if it's a connection to your childhood or if it's a, something you're just really proud of the way it were, whatever it is, uh, you share what feels right on your heart. But, um, yeah, I'd love for you to share if you don't mind. Oh, of, of course not. Um, my favorite scenes are the scenes, um, in the subway station and in the subway train. So here the in the illustration, the mom and the daughter daughter are going down the subway stairs. And it says, I help carry the groceries to the subway station. The subway lamps shine like emeralds guiding our way. I hear the train coming and my tummy rumbles along. One more hour till home. And then the next page is a spread, a silent spread, a wordless spread of types of New Yorkers sitting inside this train on this rainy day and it's my favorite spread because of a couple of reasons one I I just have such 
a love such lovely memories of sleeping on my mom's lap on the subway after those trips and i feel like rainy days in new york are so special because new york is so diverse and everyone's you know everyone is thinking about their own world but when it rains everyone is sort of like sharing this really gross <laughs> moment together <laughs> and there's something really kind of special about that everyone's just like bedraggled and wet they can't wait to go home but we're sharing this moment together on this train um and another reason i love this spread is because i have a lot of easter eggs hidden in here so one of the little details um, you mentioned it's the rainbow on the subway ad it's actually um only adults would know this reference but there used to be this guy named dr zismore who would plaster his ads all over the subway he's a he's a dermatologist <laughs> and um and then a, a detail that kids would enjoy is there's a little dog who was wearing a new york coffee cup as a babe as a doggy bjorn so um you'll you'll have to get the book to look for all the details it's so terrific that you hid those lovely things in there. That's great. Uh, well, um, this has been terrific. Jing, is there any, is there anything, there doesn't have to be, but is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you want to make sure we talk about with this book or or anything else? Oh, just just a quick note that um, if you go on my website, chingthings.com, you will find a free coloring sheet and a crafts, crafts activity that goes with the book. That's perfect. Well, then... Uh, I'll close as I do all the episodes by asking you that I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Oh, that is such a sweet question. Um, you know, just be kind and gentle to yourself and to others. Try new foods. There's so many different types of foods and flavors. It's one of the awesome things about being alive on this planet. Thank you to Ching Shuang for joining me on the Children's Book Podcast. You can pick up your own copy of Rainbow Shopping wherever books are found. Consider supporting independent bookstores by shopping through bookshop.org. You can also use my affiliate link by clicking on the book's name in our show notes. Our podcast logo was created by Duke Stebbins. Our music is by Poddington Bear. Podcast hosting by Libsyn. You can support the show and buy me a coffee at matthewcwinner.com. And don't forget to check out the Reading Culture Podcast with Jordan Bookie from Beanstack if you're a fellow teacher or librarian. It's the perfect podcast to explore building a stronger culture of reading in our communities. It's available wherever podcasts are found. And on that note, be well and read on.